Well, we could hear, and we're live. Another show, Roland Market Mashup. It's October 8th. Hello? Yeah, Bob, we're good here. Hello? <laughs> yeah. Bob's going to have to figure that out. Dad, I'm sure you could hear us, but we removed you from the stream until you can get your volume figured out because uh, we're live here and people could hear us. And uh, yesterday was quite the rally, basically, just to kind of recap the last 48 hours towards the end of the day on Tuesday, Trump tweeted that it looked like there wasn't going to be a stimulus deal and the market dropped a quick 350 to 400 points, nothing too crazy, but obviously it slowed down the rally. And then, you know, shortly after Trump started tweeting up a storm again and yesterday as early as really early in the morning, it looked like the deal was potentially back on the table and market rallied pretty aggressively again and it looks like it's going to continue that rally today and it, it feels like the bulls are just fully in control here dad is your volume working you with us now maybe maybe not issues. yeah so that's kind of what the last 24 or 48 hours i should say has brought us and again the futures are pointing to another higher open today the initial jobless thing just came out. It was down 9,000 to 840,000. I don't know what people are expecting that this, but it doesn't really seem like it's having much of an impact on the futures. They seem to just be holding strong. So, bunch of upgrades and downgrades this morning, and just news in general. Dad, are you with us now? Can you hear us? No. All right. Well. A few of the stocks yesterday that we talked about on the show yesterday, or that we talked about on the show a lot, but really had some moves yesterday. First off, Bob's been talking about X, which is U.S. Steel for a while. That stock exploded yesterday. It was up like 10%. Same with Plug Power. Both those stocks were just on fire. Netflix got an upgrade to a street high of 650, and that stock broke above 530 yesterday. It was really just action after action and then Mike this morning I know you've been big on Roku they just got an upgrade and they're off over eight bucks this morning which is up almost four percent off of increased number of streaming only homes which completely is in line with what your thesis has been with Mm -hmm. these you know Airbnb just those types of homes less cable more Roku so yeah, I think it allows people to just stay more fluid without being anchored. Yeah, so that stock is clearly on fire. And um, Domino's. Yeah, Domino's is down. They missed on profits for their quarter, but they did beat on revenue. Curious to hear your guys' thoughts on that. I think it's a good buying opportunity for them. I don't see, like, I, I see them being down, and all I see is they and been crushing the pandemic. And I don't really see what the downside is they're buying on a dip for a Domino's. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, look, they missed profits by 30 cents per, and it's not that bad. I think the more important thing for me, if I'm a shareholder of Domino's, is seeing if they continue to beat the revenue from the past, which show that they continue to grow. Their same store sales increased 17.5%. Estimates had it at 13.9. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I wouldn't be surprised if you see that stock start to rally in the in the afternoon. And then um, 
IBM, they are on the radar this morning because they announced that they're going to spin off the managed infrastructure service and its global technology with it. And then because of that, they're up big this morning, up over 12 bucks, which is up over 10%. So that'll be an interesting thing to watch. Eaton Dance. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right because I've never heard of them, but I believe I am. The ticker's EV. They just agreed to be acquired by Morgan Stanley for 56.60 per share in cash and stock. So I think they're a similar type of company as E-Trade. And as we know, Morgan Stanley just acquired E-Trade. So that's on the radar this morning. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but that makeup company that um, the Jenner was involved in, Kylie Jenner, Potty or Cody, ticker C-O-T-Y, but they're popping this morning on news that they're just expanding the makeup line with Kylie, and they're going to be launching in UK, France, Germany, and Australia. Wouldn't shock me if you see this move kind of retrace itself just because this isn't really that big of news. And uh, Regeneron, which we know is the treatment cocktail drug that brought Trump back to life and has him feeling the best he's felt in 20 years. They applied for emergency use authorization of their antibody cocktail, which is the same thing that Trump was traded with. So, and Trump reopened the stimulus talks. That's why the market's up this morning. Well, yeah, and that kind of started yesterday in the morning when he tweeted directly at Pelosi, basically saying he was ready to sign off on the $1,200 thing. Obviously, the airline thing is still in play. It's obvious there's a lot of people that want to make something happen. And then I think, and this is something Dad's been saying this whole time, I think people kind of know that, you know, right around the corner we have the election. And once that's behind us, it's going to be infrastructure, stimulus, all kinds of spending going on. So even if the stimulus deal doesn't get done in the next few weeks, the election's about to happen. And then all this nonsense is behind us, nonsense as far as, you know, the political games that are preventing the stimulus from actually happening. And then the market can kind of sit back and see what that's going to lead to. And I think that's why Dad's been big on X, which is U.S. Steel, and why they probably got such a look yesterday. And, you know, last night, did you guys tune into the vice presidential debate at all? Yep. Yeah, and again, I think the takeaway from that is it's obvious that they're both big on more infrastructure spending once the election's over. You hear them talking about, you know, roads, buildings, things that would cause a stock like U.S. Steel to continue to go up. And then the other thing is you hear them not actually go after Wall Street or big banks or the big pharma companies or anything of that. And I think that's why the market is continuing, in my opinion, to just rep hires there's not this fear that one of the candidates is trying to ultimately bring down Wall Street. So, yeah, we could hear you. The problem is you can't hear us. So I recommend logging off and on. But, yeah, and the only other thing on my radar, actually there's a lot of things, but the other thing I'll bring up is AMC, the movie theater company. They announced they're going to have over 550 of their locations opened within, I think, by the end of the month. And that's I think of- they're in deep trouble. I don't really, I think it just helps Netflix more. I don't see people jumping it, going out to movie theaters, especially during this time of year. 
I don't really get their move there. I think they should be doing way more with their parking lots with drive-thru movies. Yeah, I mean, I think they're just thinking ahead to when this pandemic's over. And I think, you know, movie theaters were continuing to enhance the experience. They started doing the 3D glasses. I was never really a fan of that, but it seemed like it was getting a lot of traction. I think people enjoy going out and having experiences. And I think movie theaters fall into that. So I, I don't think they're like going to cease to exist. I think they're going to have to change up their model. I don't see movie theaters being what they used to. I don't. I think people love going out, but not in that fashion anymore. Yeah, I mean, look, it'll be interesting. And then, like in the future of augmented and virtual reality, I think hurts a place like that. They, they're gonna, you know, even when you look at their rent expenses, and it, they're gonna have to change up what they're doing. Like we always joke about how much popcorn is expensive. They don't have a choice. That's why they charge what they do for it. So. That's part of the problem is the real estate there for AMC. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, the other thing, I haven't looked at the marijuana stocks, but that was something that was brought up in the debate last night. It's something where if the Biden ticket wins, they'd immediately decriminalize weed across the country. So I, I wonder if those stocks are going to get a look this morning. I mean, it seems like everything is getting a look this morning. It's just one of those days. You see, um, Mike, what's the canopy ticker? CGC. What is it? CGC. The canopy growth you're talking about? Yeah, I just kind of want to type it. Yeah, they out. haven't been doing anything since I sold it a while ago. And yeah. I, I got out of that in the 17 range. It's been. They're up a little bit this morning, but I think people already know that the Democrats are planning on legalizing weed if they get in the office so it's not like gonna give weed stocks a pop just well it'll give them a pop if biden actually wins i think that's gonna until that actually happens it's gonna be tough to see that yeah and then you know beyond me continues to just be a beast it looks like it might just rush right through 200 and then beyond me it, it starts to get interesting because when you look at the lifelong chart, obviously they got as high as. Bob, what is going on with you over there? He doesn't. Bob's not an internet guy. Yeah, he's typing up a storm. He's not hearing us. We can see him though, so that's great. Um, beyond me, got up to I think the high was two thirty nine seventy one back in two thousand nineteen, and. You know, that was hardly for any time at all. So I mean, yeah, you guys, you know the deal with Beyond Me. This is a rocket ship that's going to just keep going up. So for our viewers, you know, I've been big on it. Get in on it and just, you know, like Dan said yesterday, you don't need to start a big position. It's obviously not a cheap stock by any means. But if you believe in alternative meat, then get in on this. They're the brand leader. Yeah, and then uh, I also, speaking of Beyond Me, not that it's a complete synergy related stock, but Costco also reported great quarter. I mean, we've been talking about them since the show started. Yeah. And it, it's a slow mover, but not that slow. I mean, when we first started talking about them, the stock was at 300. Now it's at 364. It just kind of keeps ticking up. They clearly have their hands wrapped around this pandemic. They're doing things that make people feel comfortable. 
And at the end of the day, as the pandemic continues, more and more small businesses get destroyed. Places like Costco, Target, Walmart, they are going to continue to dominate as there's just less small business competition. It's the unfortunate reality of the situation that we're in. That's how the world works. It really is. And, uh, yeah. No for, better. That yeah, is better. Can't hear. Bob's, Bob's out. He shouldn't Jersey Bob doesn't work today. I'll tell you, if the market's going to actually have a strong day today, which you never quite know because the market's definitely been super volatile, but it seems like Ford, it, like I could see that stock hitting 750 today. That stock's clearly acting well. There's a lot of people that are starting to talk about it. Mm -hmm. and it seems like their competitors keep getting brought up in the news, but not Ford. And I think there's a lot of value investors that are starting to look at Ford. And I'm happy I own it. I think it's been acting great. Clearly, 650, some sort of level of support. It's bounced off that several times. And Let's take up to 10. Well, I think if it gets through like that 750 level, it's kind of done with this current chop fest that it's been in really all summer long. And maybe it can at least get like into the eights, into the nines. So. Mike, what's uh? Give me the ticker for your mushroom company again. Well, the one Dad got me in was CMPS, which had a nice move yesterday. That's the uh, Peter Thiel-backed company that's yeah, based in the UK. And then MMEDF is my one that I've been big on. That the Mister Wonderful stock that is again, it's up pre-market. It was up huge yesterday, up over twenty-three percent. I mean, you know, this is again. We talk about getting ahead of narratives. If you think mental health and psychedelics go hand in hand, if you believe in that, then those two stocks are good anchors to dabble with. I'm in both of them. Yeah, like we never really talk about penny stocks on this show. I don't own any penny stocks, but I, I wonder, and I don't think anything really changes, but what happens when it crosses that dollar point? Is that like a major resistance level because it just – you know, goes from being a penny stock to a dollar stock. That's why when I was looking at it yesterday, I'm like, yeah, I should probably have some just to. Well, this stock look at was back at ten bucks in 2017. That yeah, was it, really? Yep. Uh, Dan's getting that FOMO effect right now in his head. Like, I can't be missing this thing going over a dollar. I'm seeing it now. You know, it's one of those things. I haven't really felt the FOMO effect on this only because I know that you hardly own any. <laughs> when you're like, I'm up 100% on this stock. I mean, I hardly own any. I own 5,000 shares. I'm up over two grand on a stock that I invested a grand in. No, no, no. I know. No. It's great. But like, you if know. I were to buy any of the stock, I'd probably also only own like $1,200 worth. And it'd be one of those things where, I don't know, I would never buy an amount where it's going to matter if this thing's up 80% in a day or down. 60%. Well, that's part of the problem. You have to get rich on this. You have to like, you know, back in Amazon in 2000 where it's like, oh, oh I'm going I'm hard on Bezos. I'm not trying to get rich on any specific stock and throw my See, that, That's where I am, Dan. I want to be retired off of uh, predicting the future and just being like, ha, I got this. I know. But I mean, it's hard yeah. though to get, have that type of conviction on a penny stock because, you know, it's still very risky. Yeah, it's easier to have that type of conviction on a company that's like already crushing it to continue. Yeah, like it. Facebook. 
Yeah, or even like an Apple or an Amazon. It's not crazy to think. You but know. once they're already moving, that's a different, you know, that's the thing. They used to be an MMEDF and Amazon. At one point, they were nothing. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I guess the the other thing that you got to think about when you're looking at like an MMEDF or any of these companies is if they start to gain any traction at all, they'll get a really nice acquisition from like one of the big drug companies. Big, big time, man. There's going to be yeah. consolidation in that space. And Mr. Wonderful, you know, that guy is no schmuck. That That's why it, it's good being attached to his name. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely like that. You know that like behind closed doors, he's working it. Yep. I also wonder if he's a, if he's a user. I'm sure he is. He wouldn't yeah. be involved in that otherwise. I wish we can get dad's take right now on this Cotty chart, which is the Jenner makeup company, because ever since they announced that news, the stock, you know, went up and then it just came right back down. And now in October, it's actually been going well. Yeah, this thing just looks like it's on its way down to zero. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't touch it. I don't know. I've never even, you know, I know nothing about that. Cody? C-O-T-Y, and then see, we got certain tickers just scream out at me. That is not one of them. Yeah, no, I feel you. Hasn't really looked good on the charts. Well, it's starting to act better. Oh, look at this. DraftKings got a target race to 60 from 39. I mean, so this stock has obviously been going through the offering the last few days. That's why it's come down so much. Yesterday, though, it got down to 51.80 at one point and then probably burned through all those 52 offering shares. So the stock I'm, still not, I'm still waiting to get back in this. Part of me wonders if we might have I, – I mean, no, I, you got to think at some point the stock touches the 40s again. But now I'm, like, starting to think. Think about how long – it took for that stock to eventually break through those mid 40 levels. It like kept testing it, kept testing it, kept getting rejected. And now I'm like, Oh, well once it goes back into like the high forties, I'll get in. Maybe 5180 was a good level there. Cause you look at where it's at now, it's already back up to 54 and a quarter. The biggest thing with DraftKings is I'm not ruling out the NFL getting canceled. I saw yesterday that there was another Patriots player that tested positive yeah. more times. I think there was an Oakland Raider little breakout. I think we're getting close to the COVID kind of shutting down. The Not to mention the ratings have been down like crazy since. Yeah. People really? have been tuning out more and more to all this stuff. So I, I don't really, I am not bullish on DraftKings at all right now. That's why it's crazy to me that DraftKings and Penn are still holding up the way they are because they're the overbought. Yeah, but the fact that like you just said, the ratings have gone way down. It seems like that's kind of like a public known thing. Yeah, that's why I'm I'm personally not seeing how I could jump on either of these stocks here. I'm not expecting pullback. Yeah, I mean they're definitely scary levels to. And maybe I'm wrong, but I I just am not. My gut tells me those are not stocks to be in at the moment. No, I I totally agree. I don't own Penn or DraftKings, and for a while I've been just feeling like I've been missing out. But now it's just too. It's like, do you even really attack the valuations and feel like getting in a level that can't see such a big drop off? It's not like, I don't know, like you may, you could almost make way more sense of the huge big cap tech names that 
have high valuations, but not like I'll go back to DraftKings is like over. I think it was like a sixteen hundred P at one point. I mean, it's one of the most highly valued. See, stocks. I'd rather own a Beyond Meat right now than a DraftKings, just off of like why you could justify the actual valuation way more. With DraftKings and Penn, it just seems like a bunch of hot air off like a lot of people being pumped of what ifs down the road. Yeah, I'll tell you another stock that's been kinda I don't want to say moving with Beyond Meat because they're at different price levels, but they're both just in explosive mode right now. Peloton. I know we've talked about them a lot on here, mm-hmm. and I've been saying that, in my opinion, it's way overvalued. I thought this – clearly, I'm just wrong because I thought this when it was at like $50, and now it's at 119 So, you know, but a lot of these charts are starting to look like they're getting – back to where they were when we saw that big tech sell-off. Not the big cap names. I mean, don't get me wrong. When you look at Amazon, Microsoft, Google, these stocks haven't played as heavily in this rally. But, I mean, you look at a Peloton right now. And, Mike, I know we are big. Hold on a second. You know, we like to look at the RSI. I like to look at it more so as like a long-term tool, not a day trade. Yeah, and I like the year RSI more than anything. That's really my indicator. Yeah, so when you look at Peloton, it's uh, in that no man's land where it's got an RSI of like 80. And for our viewers, we brought this up. RSI is relative strength indicator. And Dan has been big on getting me in that a while ago. The bottom line is if you're seeing, if you're not in a stock and you're looking to get in it, I always go off a one-year RSI, and if it's ever north of 75, I'm waiting to get in that. And I'm not saying it can't go up more, and we've seen it go over 80 and stay over 80 for a while, but be careful of getting an entry point when a stock is getting close to that 80 range because your upside is not that much short-term because there's going to be a pullback. And sure, you could see a stock continue to go up and push the bar on that for a while, as we've seen with NVIDIA for a while, with Penn, a few of these. But be careful. And on the other end, if it gets below that 30 range, it's a great opportunity for you to scoop some up for a value where it's been beaten down a bit too much. So that's kind of how I like going over it. And usually I'll see a stock's really acting strong where it's hovering around that like 68, 70 RSI and the stock keeps moving up and the RSI stays around the same, which we've seen a lot of with Zillow and beyond lately, where it just, you could just see there's more room to run. Yeah. And you could also kind of sometimes look at the negative divergence when basically the RSI starts to go down, but the stock is still ticking higher. And that usually means that the, the sell-off is almost near, but like Mike said, you know, a lot of the times you can almost do the opposite and look at it like when an RSI is above 70, there's so much strength in the name that a lot of the time once it gets above 70, you'll see it stay above 70 for over a month. And oh, that- 70 is the happy point. I think once it's over 75, if you're not already in that stock, it's just it's tread carefully. Yeah, it's definitely dangerous levels to get in. And that's where you know Peloton is right now. Penn and DraftKings were. That's where they've both come down a lot, but then you obviously risk like the big flush out sale. Like right now, they're both just which, sitting at yeah. RSIs of like 50. Which, they're candidates still have a flush out sale. If we have a bad couple market days, those guys are, you know, coming down hard. 
Well, yeah, I mean, their biggest risk right now is the NFL canceling. That would and the fact we're even down. talking about that as a risk possibly is why that's tough to just be gun call about right now. Betting on the virus just keeping things running smoothly in cold weather when the, clearly it's impossible to even know these NFL teams are as doing as much as they could. And when there are still outbreaks in there, you just wonder, like, all right, so what's going on here? Yeah, no, for sure. Man, plug is just such a beast. It's crazy that we used to talk about this stock and trade it when it was like back and forth between 390 and like yeah, retired holding on to plug and fiber. Yeah, well, that's kind of what you know I think is an interesting thing for us to just sit back and realize is some of the names that we've been kind of early on. A lot of the times when we think their time is up, it's really just the beginning. Well, I noticed with Bob, that's one of his things. He he definitely has some conviction on great stocks and likes getting out of them sometimes. Just, well, yeah. out of, you know, taking profits, which I get, but then not really thinking about the narrative of the whole era we're in. Where he plugs one of those. No, 100%. Even like when you really think about, you know, dad's friend who got us in the plug, who's a beast and randomly throws a name. I was thinking about this the other day. He, I remember when like plug got to like 550 and dad was like, yeah, he's all out. Like at this point, he looks at it like they're, they're overvalued. And that guy's probably looking at it in such a like real way, like how it should be looked at. But the reality of the situation is that's just not the times we're in. Like yeah. if that guy is saying a stock is now overvalued at 530, we should have been like, okay, this thing's just getting started. Yeah, that's the case with cyclical stocks that are actually, you know, concrete roadmaps, not stocks that are in an, an industry that are just blowing the floodgates open, which like, hydrogen cells, when you look at what Plug's doing, that they're, that's a very powerful narrative. Like we talked about with Zillow and beyond and possibly a pen and DraftKings. Yeah, I mean, look, Beyond could be one of those hold for 10 years and see a 10x on it. I have Conch to thank for Beyond. He's the one who first got me into that. But then, like, you know, if you really do the math, then if that's what you think, where Beyond Me over the course of, like, let's call it 20 years is going to go up 10x from here, you, you know, park X amount of shares in it and you don't touch it for 10 years. And the gains you get off Beyond, I mean, let's, you could do the math. It's 10x. Say you buy $100,000 of Beyond Me. That thing, if it's going up one time or two times, it's going to 200 grand. Then it doubles again. It's going to go to 400 grand. Then it doubles again. It's going to go to 800 grand. Then one more time, 1.6. And then the last time, which is the final double, you're at 3.2 mil off of one stock that you threw 100 grand in. I constantly think about this with Penn when it was at 375 in the pandemic. And this is the where like it's sometimes good to look at. Like you brought up Amazon saying how at one point Amazon was where you know, the mushroom company is maybe not exactly to that point. But bottom line is if you believe in a company and you kind of start to play those games with yourself and look at the compounding growth of what Oh, that it's is, phenomenal. That's it's everything. Like Leon always says, close your eyes and check in 10 years. Yeah, well, that's why like I, I've completely separated my buy and holds from like stocks that I trade in. Don't get me wrong, like I, maybe I'll trade in and out of a Microsoft, but those shares that I originally bought – I've made a decision. I'm just not ever selling any mm -hmm. of the companies that I own. Unless, don't get me wrong, there's like major fundamental changes in some of these stocks. But uh, like when I look at my portfolio and I like look at the big picture and I'm looking at like a Pinterest at like 44, or like a Snap at 26, or you know even a 
Amazon at 3,300, that's not the best example because they're already so big. I'm trying to sit back and be like, well, at some point, is Snap maybe going to be like $250 stock? And sure, I could take profits at 33 and 38 and 42, or I could, you know, lock, lock away the stock, throw away the key and check back in 20 years from now. And again, I'm not specifically talking about Snap, but more so companies that are dominating the world if you have conviction that they're not going anywhere. The gains that they could generate if you just put them in your portfolio and walk away. Yeah. You're in good shape. It's That's pretty safe. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take much to kind of get that base going where you're in great shape. Not at all. You got to just be patient too and, you know, have a strategy where, like you said, there are certain stocks you're getting in and out of certain are anchors. Like our grandpa said early on with the 10 stock anchors, I thought yeah. it was a pretty good strategy. Yeah. Ken Rowland, one of the original stock picking beasts. I remember yeah. that when I was sitting at his uh, desk in his old house in Arizona and he had that like, featured article that was written about him in the New York Times. It was pretty awesome. That guy clearly did some- Kenny, we'll be seeing him next month. So oh, yeah, hey, Ken. quick touch on the futures here. It looks like the Dow's set to open about 190, which is down from 260, which is where it was when we first started talking on here. And uh, S&P looks like it's going to open up about 21 points, which is like 0.62%. And tech looks like it's going to open up about 100 points, which is like 0.89%. All in all, looking like a pretty strong day. But uh, get ready for a tweet. Buckle up. That could change everything. So talk Thanks to you later. Money. Follow us on YouTube. Subscribe.